0: Growing with
1: Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
2: on 95.5 WSB. A good Saturday morning to you listening to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. I am your host, Ashley Frasca. Of course, it's Coming up on 6.08, so we're getting the morning started, folks It's still a little chilly, 59 degrees outside But we're going to have a nice warm-up later today I don't mean to sound insensitive, and I was going to put this on social media And then I decided against it, but Coronavirus is probably the best thing to happen to my lawn Like, in all seriousness, because You're spending so much time at home, and that's your Comfortable spot right now That's where you feel safe That's where you're taking solace And all of the crazy stuff That's going on And you have so much more time To look at your surroundings And really think Man, I have let some stuff go So these last two weekends I've just been bonkers outside Which there have been years Where, you know Things are busier over the summer I just don't have the time So this is definitely catching up on me here For probably the last two years There have been things that I haven't maintained That I'm now looking at maintaining English ivy is one Oh my gosh, I don't know how that ever got in my landscape It was there before we even bought the house But that has gone crazy It's choking out trees And, and I feel partly responsible for that But I've done two solid days Of manual removal Raking as much as I can Pulling it, raking, pulling Getting it away from my rhododendrons Because I noticed they weren't doing as well as they could So once I finally got all the English ivy away Put some fertilizer underneath those Also putting some fertilizer on the uh, two azaleas that I have left I think I started with five, now I have two So I'm going to rectify that for sure But a lot to be doing outside And then just give yourself a break Go sit on the back deck, sit on the balcony Sit in a camping chair in your driveway or your cul-de-sac And just observe the outdoors I mean, the pollen's starting to subside a little But watching birds, you know, listening to the sounds of just being outside I like hearing my neighbors mowers and blowers and things going And putting the hummingbird feeders out Also, if you follow along on my Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB That's something that I just wrote a post about a few days ago April 1st seems to me to be a good time to remember to do that But some folks were already seeing hummingbirds uh, a week or two before that so now may be the time you want to do that four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Starting off the show with my favorite caller Nicole and Griffin Hey, Nicole Ashley Hello, I haven't been able to catch up with you Have you been busy? Uh, outside, yes Yes, right? But
3: not, not, uh, not working very much Okay,
2: okay What are you doing outside?
3: Well, I'm the same way as you Oh God, people. <laughs> Just, I, endless IV, it's bad news. It's really bad news. Well, and I will
2: do whatever I can do to not spray it. I mean, once I get it back to, like, mm-hmm. a line where I want it to stop, maybe I'll spray a little bit, but I'm all about manually removing it if I can. You know, and that's backbreaking. I mean, truly, it's not easy.
3: It's, it's the same here,
2: but can you cannot let it climb in the trees mm. because
3: it will... Weaken your trees and if you get a bad big storm, um, it gets on top that's why uh, and
2: uh, it's spread out and it gonna come inside your house. yeah, that's it feels like thing. it. so what do you think about we we've got a couple of minutes here, Nicole, what do you think about though some of my skinnier trees, not even pines but smaller little things that the English ivy's already gone up. What do you think about me going around the base with either you know a weed eater or just like starting to cut some? I mean, Then it's going to look ugly Because the vines are going to die upwards But do you think that's going to help the tree Or is it too late?
3: No, no, it just cut the base, so okay. the rest of it, or sometimes it go in between branches, you got to watch that. But this is not an instant gratification, because mm-hmm. this man, remember with Mr. E. He called he said, two years, I still have IV, and they take a long time. Spraying is a fast way, but uh, I'm like you, I don't like no chemical or anything. Yeah, you know?
2: Yeah, I try to avoid that if I can.
3: Yeah, it's it's just a long. You got to be patient. That's right. And a a little, little at a time. Use, just, just hack away at it. <laughs> yes, and because we, uh, especially this time of year, it's mixed with the other vine that uh, make
2: you scratch. Oh yeah, yeah. Poison ivy is starting uh, to come up. The leaves are. Small right now On some of mine That's starting to vine And they're red They're a deep red Kind of shiny So be on the lookout For that folks Because that's going to Become poison ivy Well Nicole I've got about a minute Before I want to play An interview I did But what about acuba?
3: Uh, that's what I did This week I planted a Kuba. I yeah. like in winter time Not to see only dead stuff I have a lot of Magnolia That stay green mm-hmm. And I have the Big old acuba, The two color Akuba. But you have to remember, if you plant them in the wood, the tree, if we got to dry in summer, the tree always takes, because the roots are deeper, they're going to take the water. So plant this acuba a little bit in uh, on top, so the tree is going to go down and get the water from the roots. But the acuba, um, the root system is not the same. So this time of year, just plant them on top, and, on on top uh, of
2: what, like closer to the top of the soil, or uh, on the little eel
3: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because the root system is not the same. It's not going to go down. It's spread around oh. it, you know, and put a little can of those black can around it, and some. Uh, uh, other, other things you know That make
2: you happy You know I expect to see pictures, right? Yes <laughs> I do, I do, I love a Cuba, I've never used them So um, for folks who don't know And correct me if I'm wrong, Nicole They have spotted kind of leaves I mean, they're green, but sometimes there's fades of yellow In there, right? Yes,
3: and they don't go very tall So they're, they're mostly Wide Yeah. So if you have uh, maybe a fence or anything They love the shade and Hot sun don't like it, they just uh, love a uh, uh, base like mm-hmm. you uh, uh, around the foundation because there's right. always moisture there.
2: Good, hey, and, that's a great recommendation, yeah. Nicole. Well, I'll catch up with you here in a couple of days. I'm gonna go ahead and let you scoot, but have a great Saturday! Always good to hear from you. Same to you, uh, Mr. Eve, okay? Oh, yeah, he's a right. doing great. He just sent me a video of his uh. Front yard the other day, he was just standing mm-hmm. out admiring everything in his front yard and the wind chimes. It was great. All right, all right. All right. Day, you too. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. So something that's come up, and Jason, I hope we have time for this. A concern that I've I've heard from many people wanting to start seed new gardeners, and in this uh, pandemic too, thinking I want to grow my own food. I want to have my own resources available for my family. So got me thinking, kind of the investigative journalist side. Is there a seed shortage? So I went to Jimmy Adams, owner of Adams Briscoe Seed in Jackson, Georgia We recently had a conversation about that Well, I'm joined on the phone this morning by Jimmy Adams, a friend of the show You've become a friend of the show, Jimmy, of Adams Briscoe Seed Company down in Jackson, Georgia Thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on Green and Growing, Jimmy How are you?
0: I'm fine, Ashley I appreciate you calling I hope you're doing well And uh... Staying healthy
2: Yes, and you know Work looks a lot Different these days Folks, home lives Look different And I'm sure your Business is looking A little different too Tell me some of the uh, Adjustments that y'all Have made at the store
0: Well, we're trying to Follow best practices That uh, the CDC is is Suggesting and the Guidelines that the Governor and the President are are Requesting of us But uh, sort of pacing The number of uh, Customers allowed Into an area at one Time and Offering curbside service for those that are uh, in a fragile health situation that don't want to be exposed to anything
2: Yeah, so luckily retailers, experienced retailers such as yourself Y'all are able to adjust and adapt and, you know, quickly turn on your heels to still keep a business open And accommodate the customers while keeping yourselves and your employees safe, right?
0: Correct, we're a small company, we are we can operate on multi-levels. I can still answer the phone, even with the governor's um, requested isolation. um, I can take emails and and answer the phone. And and, and again, I can offer a curbside service to someone that has a a need of a product that as an agricultural industry, I I think we're considered uh, essential, but we're still trying to all best practices
2: Right, no, and, and that is great That is great news for your business And, you know, we've been in touch with the uh, Urban Ag Council in Georgia as well And so many agricultural businesses Landscaping businesses are considered essential at this time So that's, that's great news for you
0: It's probably the first time in history That a seed store has had to close on Good Friday
2: Oh, wow
0: That's like asking Macy's to shut down on Christmas Eve
2: Right, unbelievable, unbelievable so I wanted to get your thoughts uh, A couple of weeks ago A friend of mine shared a Washington Post article with me And just the headline alone An onslaught of orders engulfs seed companies Amid coronavirus fears So you were my expert, my go-to To see in Georgia, here locally Or even in the southeast If we are really seeing a seed shortage at this time What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, it's actually a, a complex question uh, It's a yes and no Uh, There is a higher demand since people are isolated and and staying home and sheltering in place. They naturally need something to do and they want to work in the yard, so they're wanting to plant a garden, some for the first time. Uh, So the retailers and and wholesalers stock their shelves based on normal consumption, and um, with a higher demand, those shelves get empty just like the grocery stores are experiencing there to some extent. As far as being an actual seed shortage, uh, there are some crops... Primarily commodity crops that are that are in short supply this year due to weather, you know weather conditions in parts of the country where the production is. Okay. And that's um, actually putting a, a little bit of a crimp. That the, that there's product available now, but it may dry up before the end of the planting season. But as far as uh, consumer vegetable seeds, we've not experienced a, an inability to get what we need. It's uh, sometimes there's a time situation logistics getting those seeds from us from a supplier uh, when our when our, when our shelf gets empty here maybe a day or two you're replacing what we've sold
2: mm-hmm. speak to you know people that may not understand the retail circuit how you go about year to year knowing the quantity of seed or any other product that you order you know what is the process in ensuring that you have the right things in stock is it based on last year's sales
0: Right, you, you typically go by historical data um, You know, if, if you've sold X number of pounds of a product in one year You anticipate the same movement Any number of things can increase that For instance, simply your competitor being out of it Will um, increase your demand on, on what you have in stock So you'd make the best buying decision you can But uh, you only use what information you have
2: And talk about the side of your business that sells Plants, I know we focused on seed But what about the plants that you're able to offer?
0: Well Plants have been in short supply There's, because of the increased demand by home gardeners uh, The plant farms, I'll, I'll use a, a large one that supplies You know, the, the big box stores, uh, Bonnie Plant Farm
4: mm-hmm.
0: Out of Alabama, they, they've got growth stations all over the country But talking with the sales rep He indicated that their, their sales are up 200% over a year ago So demand is high for plants as well as seed.
2: Now, do you have any advice, Jimmy? You've been in this business a long time. You understand Georgia agriculture. Any advice to anybody, whether it is a farmer or just a home consumer, home gardener, that may be panicking right now?
0: I would say that that there should be no reason for panic. Um, I had a customer early in the season come in. he, He wasn't concerned about what seeds he bought? He just wanted to stock up on seeds in case he was not able to get them later. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an overreaction, which is not necessary. The reaction he had—it's it, just like um, uh, the public buying toilet paper or, or any other uh, commodity, just um, out of fear. I think fear is our worst enemy at the time, at this present time.
2: Fear of the unknown, right? Wouldn't you say? Correct. Jimmy, I'm really glad you mentioned. That you are still going to be available to customers And if you would like to share maybe the phone number And the email address where people could reach you And still allow them to shop But while keeping everyone safe too
0: Well, we can be reached uh, at the business number 770 775 Or you can email us at simply Seed at gmail.com And that's briscoe with an e
2: All right, Jimmy Adams, owner of Adams Briscoe Seed Company in Jackson, Georgia. Again, this is your second time on Green and Growing, Jimmy, and I so appreciate your knowledge and your expertise on this and kind of quelling folks' fears, if you will, and glad you are still open for business, sir.
0: Well, Ashley, I appreciate you calling, and it's always good to talk with you.
2: All right, we'll be catching up soon. Stay busy this season, okay?
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. Self-isolation never sounded so
1: good. Listen to Atlanta's news and talk while you're at home on the WSB radio app. Or tell your smart speaker, play 95.5 WSB.
2: Welcome back to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB My conversation with Jimmy went a little long there So we're coming back late But I still want to give you a weather update Brought to you by Finley Roofing The Roof Roof guys Today, 0% chance for showers We like that A little bit of a warm-up A high of around 77 Lows only in the mid-50s Which I think we've probably already hit A mix of sun and clouds And tomorrow... Creeping up to just a 20% chance for isolated showers Mostly to partly cloudy High around 78 again and lows in the mid-50s We may not see showers again until Tuesday Scattered showers there So stay tuned to 95.5 WSB Meteorologist Brad Nitz from Channel 2 Action News And Kirk Mellish Going to keep you up to date all throughout the weekend 404-872-0750 Do want to take a lot of your gardening calls And I really hope That some of you are listening to a garden show For the first time These are really uncertain times And we're all kind of doing things that we're not used to Or certainly getting adjusted To new things So I want to be here to help And I want to be here to learn alongside with you And try to boost your confidence And really Help you discover all that there is To learn and do outside I'm I'm a beginning gardener at a lot of things Many of us are So we're all here to learn from each other and to help one another And hopefully you can find my Facebook page Green and Growing WSB is a good resource as well Well coming up we'll talk to Charlie Down in Florida calling with a question there And Walter Reeves Have a conversation with him about holiday plants So stay tuned to Green and Growing I'm Ashley Frasca here on 95.5 WSB
1: It's green
0: and growing with Ashley Frasca.
1: Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries.
0: On 95.5 WSB.
2: The grass is green. It is starting to green up. If you have turf-type grasses, you are finally starting to see the Bermuda, some of the centipedes brown up, so that is great news. My fescue is lush. I think I finally have had a 12-month cycle where I have stayed on top of the fescue. I have... Seated when I was supposed to We did a pre-emergent We've done weed and feed We've we've done everything So that's lush too I hope you're enjoying your landscape You're spending a lot more time looking at it I'm sure these days 404 750 We are here to help And in the next half hour We'll take your calls We'll visit with Georgia gardener Walter Reeves And of course I'll give you your garden to-do list And we've created that Usually do it just once or twice an hour Keeping things simple for you I don't want you to get overwhelmed or just think there's so much yard work to do I I don't even know where to begin So we try to do garden basics three, maybe four This weekend I have four things that you could do Any combination of the four Just something simple to keep you focused in the landscape And bit by bit, these timely things You just hack away at all of the things you've got to do So on hold and now joining us from Florida It's Charlie, good morning Charlie, how are you?
1: I'm good, how are you doing?
2: Good, hanging in, what's new down there?
1: Oh, uh, uh, got the uh, green beans coming up. Oh, got good. tomatoes coming up. Got squash coming up. Planted the okra. The strawberries are kind of fizzling out. I don't know if the aphids got them. I put some neem oil on there, and it acted like it. It messed them all up. But oh no! Other than that, well, we had a good. We had a good bunch of them up till now. You know, wow. like we got a. Uh, it's called the. Vertigrow. and you stack these things up. at, Shoots water out the top It filters down
2: Is that and, That's uh, for your whole Entire vegetable garden That's the way it's all no, Planted or No 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 no
1: No just for the strawberries Oh of, yeah Yeah that's right mm-hmm. yeah, You can get them on mail order That's pretty neat But anyway uh, I know you don't know But I don't have any grass Around the house It's all sand But greeny stuff Still comes up And I was wondering Will pre-emergent work In sugar sand Or Is it just too sandy <sighs>
2: I would imagine it would. Uh, Most pre emergents of course, are granular, and you sprinkle Uh those in, and they have to have the activation of water to really begin to work. But uh, a granular pre-emergent, what it's looking to work against is a seed, a seed from germination. So I would think that whether it's in contact with a soil or a sand, it still would have kind of the brain for its task of finding seed. But... Obviously, if you stated you already see the green stuff, you already see some of those weeds, then it's too late to use a pre-emergent. So now you're just at the point of like a post-emergent where you would just need to spray them.
1: Okay. Yeah. Cause this, I mean, I can still put that out, I guess, cause it just, they just keep coming up. I got a big, uh, there's a, a huge farm. A border and all the weeds and stuff blow this way, so yeah, I guess that wouldn't hurt. So,
2: so is but, uh, what what you Floridians? Well, I know you're transplant, but what you Floridians call sugar sand is that more common on the the East Coast or is it on both?
1: Uh, it's uh, it's it's that like like when you go to Daytona or something, you you step out your hotel and that first bunch of sand you step on, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's it's all around and where we are, we're, I'm closer to the west coast, okay, or to the Gulf, I mean And where we are, it's just beat up with that shu- sugar Yeah, man. it blows
2: everywhere, there's no way of containing it <laughs> to the beaches so, for sure I've
1: been putting wood chips in there and leaves the last couple of years and plowing them under So i got pretty good dirt now And you know, uh, hopefully, you know, as the fall comes, I can put my leaves in there and chump crush them up and I'll have some pretty good dirt That yeah, is, Charlie, you're
2: about. you're spot on Because I've I've read up a little bit on some folks Who are just beside themselves, you know And haven't adjusted to the sandy soil that's in Florida And one of the best things you can do Is introducing organic matter And it may take years to kind of adjust the soil pH And all of that But leaves and clippings, weeds, I mean even manure uh, Belorganite is a slow-release fertilizer But Any of those type things that are organic that you introduce to the soil over time May condition it a little bit better
1: Yeah, we're using Spanish moss as much That's working out pretty good too Yeah,
2: yeah, that's very cool So a general rule of thumb though for pre-emergent herbicide applications in Florida If you did have, you know, a lawn or or turf grasses that you were trying to protect So you being in kind of central Florida is around the middle of February And that's early for Georgia but for Florida, since the, the temperatures get up to maybe 65, 70 You know, for four, five, six consecutive days in a row Mid-February is ideal for pre-emergent application in Florida But yeah, now you're just left kind of walking around With your little spot sprayer
1: Yeah, container gardening is... I'm done with that
2: <laughs> Oh, yeah? Yeah, but the strawberry yeah. thing, that sounds pretty cool Did you did you start with one strawberry plant, or how many?
1: Uh, they'll send you... Uh, tw- well, they send you a whole pack of them But you got room to plant 20 you, they're like little square top things and you alternate them so you got a little corner four corners yeah and you stick them in that uh uh or whatever it is and it just filters down through them and boom they do real good
2: very That's
1: neat good i'll send you on the thing i'll send you some information on that and you'll see it coming up yeah on, on facebook yeah reach right out now. to
2: me there all right well charlie good to hear from you thank you so much
1: okay have a great Glad weekend Enjoy your new position
2: Thank you Talk at you soon Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. DJ out in Decatur Hey, how are you?
1: Um, hi, fine Thank you I won't take much of your time But I had a lawn treatment person Come out and looked at my lawn And he said it was centipede mm-hmm. And he couldn't treat centipede and I was just wondering, what is the uh, problem and what is the treatment regimen for centipede grasses this time of year?
2: Huh. Um, you know, I had a show last week, and, and you could go back and listen to it on w, WSBradio.com, uh, the on-demand section, DJ. The 7 o'clock hour, the second hour of the show last weekend, we talked to uh, specialists in landscape practices and things, and that would be fascinating to go back and listen to maybe why that landscaper didn't have certain Qualifications or maybe just a comfort level With the centipede and that's not right. as Common in Georgia here um, Centipede isn't as common as like you know Bermuda Or fescue and you're in your Decatur right
1: uh, Yes he he said it was a bent Grass and he couldn't treat bent grass Is that something?
2: You know I, I Honestly don't know Um, Hmm, you stumped me on that one I'm not sure If anyone else that's listening That's a a landscaper Knows uh, why DJ may be coming up against that I'd welcome you to call uh, 404-872-0750 Generally though With just typical centipede grass, DJ I mean the best things to really be doing Are you can seed and sod uh, When it's, you know, in the warm summer months Right now is really kind of a downtime for centipede There's not much to be doing Except manual removal of weeds um, and we wanted to prevent the warm season weeds with the, like a spring pre-emergent but that should have been applied pro- back in February maybe early March or so So um, I mean for, for the time being just manual removal of weeds and keeping it mowed properly but that I, I don't know what, why, why it being bent grass would make a difference So I will try to get you an answer if you stay listening Thank you, you, ma'am Yeah, I so appreciate that Great call Thank you, TJ All right 404-872-0750 So, Walter Wonders The segment we do every week And uh, we're a week away from Easter Sunday But recently I spoke to Walter about Christmas Take a listen
5: Walter's
1: Wondering Walter's Wondering The definitive questions and answers From WSB's OG Garden Guru Walter
5: Reeves
2: so, Walter, welcome back to the show. How have you been? I've been great. I've been
5: great. Springtime is almost here, and I'm looking forward to it.
2: We love it, and we know folks are itching to get out if they haven't already been out doing things. But I'm going to throw a curveball. Send it. Think back to Christmas. Yeah. You are known for handing out amaryllis. Oh <laughs>
5: Yeah, do you and Josh. Yeah, yep. sure. Jason. Pa-
2: paper whites, things like that. And a lot of folks maybe got amaryllis as gifts. It's time to do something with those But I don't want to freak people out If they're like, oh gosh, I think I killed that way back in January (laughs) So give us some
5: good news If you still have an amaryllis bulb Even though the leaves look junky And they're wilted And you literally haven't watered it it, It's probably still alive You could probably take it outside and leave it outside And maybe even get it to bloom again
2: So how about a, that was a house plant For the winter time And it's maybe one, guys, that you didn't kill
5: That's huge! It's hard to kill an amaryllis. You wouldn't think so, but it's true. Amaryllis are tough bulbs.
2: So tell us what we can be doing as far as making the transition from it being inside in a pot to now bringing it outside, and why? Why are we doing that?
5: Well, let's start with what we should do. Number one, no matter what condition it's in, wilty, white, junky looking, take it outside. Don't put it in full sun, but put it in a place of bright, sort of shade, bright shade where reflected light is coming from different surfaces around. And water it, of course. And you'll be amazed within two weeks, little green leaves will come up out of the bulb. It's best to plant it or have it in a pot so that the top of the bulb is a little bit above the surface of the soil. So you know, don't bury it down three inches deep or anything. But that's usually the case when you buy them for the, for the holidays, anyway. But don't bury an amaryllis bulb; it should be sticking out of the soil just a little bit.
2: So right at the surface of the soil, yeah. Plant it, water it, wait a couple of weeks. Is this when an amaryllis is naturally meant to bloom?
5: Yeah, usually they bloom in May. And so even though it probably does not have any resources to bloom this year, if you take that pot, you could either put the pot pot and bulb and soil and everything in the ground and just leave it in a place that it will grow during the summertime and those little green leaves will continue to be bigger and they'll absorb sunshine. The sunshine will make the little processes that make it form a flower and then you could either bring it inside in September let it sort of rest for a while then water it in November and it'll start making and maybe bloom in December just like it did for you this year or you can simply bring it inside put it in a dry cool place and wait until next spring it'll bloom in May when you put it back outside.
2: So ultimately that is one of those plants I'll say but a bulb That really all you're doing is six months of the year, maybe five months of the year, you're keeping it inside, protecting Mm -hmm. it from the cold, and then you're putting it outside the other seven months of the year, and it's doing what it was naturally meant to do.
5: Yeah, you're manipulating it, you're forcing it, as I say. So we're forcing it to do things that we wanted to do, but naturally it would bloom in May.
2: So give us some other holiday plants that here we are in April, mm. and we're thinking, what could we be doing with those right now?
5: That poor bedraggle poinsettia. <laughs> oh, Lord, some of the Good ugliest poinsettias. Good luck if you've kept that alive. Uh, uh, uh. If you've kept it alive, another plant that's tough as nails. If you have kept a poinsettia alive and has three leaves on it, yeah. <laughs> take it outside that's same same conditions. Some places, not in direct sunshine, but in bright, reflected sunshine. And keep it there for three weeks or so until the end of April. Gosh, actually, then you can move it out into full sunshine, keep it watered during the summertime, fertilize it a couple of times, and that poinsettia will double or triple in size. And then in October of next year, you can start the process of giving it dark at night and uh, light during the day, and it will make flowers, and the flowers will make the little bracts that make the red or white or pink coloring around it. And you could have a poinsettia for the holidays for next year
2: I've got to direct folks to your website for that one WalterReeves.com And then search poinsettia Because yeah. really the foolproof step-by-step directions are there Because it, it is very particular about yeah. how much darkness, how much light So you got to follow that But this then is,
5: you can do it Again, we're just manipulating what the plant normally would do It would normally flower and have bracts in May, June, something like that We're manipulating it in the holidays So we could do that during the Christmas holiday
2: all right, with Easter being next weekend, Walter, I think mm. of tulips, I think of bunnies, springtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easter lilies, really, sure. Yep. I have been seeing tulips, though, potted in grocery stores, in nurseries, since really Valentine's Day or yeah, a little later. Yeah, sure. So what's what's the timing with not the ones that you planted in your yard, but like the houseplant ornamental tulips? What's the deal yeah. with those right now?
5: If they have bloomed, they're out of here. There's no sense in the world of keeping a Tulip that's bloomed in the house It's been pretty I'm sure yeah. it's pretty in The little pots in the house For Easter I mean for uh, Valentine And things like that Put it on the compost pile Put it out of its ministry, Put it where a squirrel Could eat it Do something with that Poor tulip to, to, to benefit the world You can't make it bloom again
2: And what about the ones That we have outside Same thing
5: Same deal They rarely bloom again Sometimes they'll bloom again But Two blooms out of a tulip bowl is about all you could ever expect.
2: That's disappointing because they're
5: know, so beautiful. They're so pretty, but that's just the way it is. We don't have the environment during the summertime. What we really need in Georgia is an environment like Holland, where it's cool, bright sunshine, but cool in the summertime. Then we could have tulips all every year the same bowl, but not, not in Georgia.
2: So they're perennial in Holland. Oh, yeah, that's sure. That's what they're known sure. for.
5: unbelievable. Yeah. If you ever go to Holland when they're blooming, it's like carpets of red and yellow and purple and as far as I can see It is gorgeous
2: So you have to go In the springtime Yeah Beautiful April Yeah I got one more for you Okay hey. Paper whites
5: mm. Same thing as the tulips. I don't think we can get the paper whites to rebloom again. I know some people have, and they have the just the perfect conditions around the house. They plant them, and they come up and smell good every year. But man, I've tried it three, four, five really? times. Nah, no, no, to a squirrel, that's some <laughs> other creature habit but it's not worth your time to get a paper white to bloom again. I don't think.
2: So you've encouraged a lot of gardeners right now to bring out all those old holiday plants. Yeah, and maybe have some success with them. It's not too late.
5: Not too late. You can do it with some plants that are tough, 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 and you can do it.
2: Thank you, Walter. We'll be talking to you next week.
1: See you then. You may have to work from home, but who says you can't have your friends over? Listen to Eric Von Hessler, Eric Erickson, and Mark Aram live on your smart speaker. Tell your device, play 95.5 WSB. Stay home.
2: John Rich of Big and Rich, the country duo. Yeah, that's good information. Stay home. Of course, Governor Kemp's shelter-in-place order began yesterday at 6 p.m. Please, folks, even if not for yourself, do it for the others around you and the people in the hospitality and retail industries that still have to be out. 404 872 An update on the weekend's weather sponsored by Finley Roofing. Today and tomorrow, very similar. Highs in the upper 70s and lows around the mid-50s. Really no chance of rain. The weekend is going to be very pleasant.
1: Green. Green and growing Ashley Frasca's top three things to do This weekend
2: I got four for you today I have an extra one Because the weather's been so nice And I've been out of my own landscape Realizing what needs to be done And what I could be doing So first Plant warm season annuals Like marigolds Zinnias Cosmos Pentas Those are pretty little flowers Angelinas And coleus Coleus kind of Uh, Contrasts nicely with hosta. You know, hostas are usually green. Different varieties of green, and coleus can have all different colors, purples and greens and pinks and things like that. And you can still order from a lot of nurseries, including Pike Nursery. Just doing it a little bit different these days. Calling in your plant order. Or uh, doing it online and then curbside picking it up Remove spent flowers from spring bulbs like daffodils and narcissus But leave the foliage intact That's you know, Now's not a time to pull those up or cut them back or anything But you got some daffodils that are dead They're looking pretty weak Just go in there and prune the bottom of the stem Aphids are congregating on tender new growth Be on the lookout for that Most general purpose insecticides can control them Or just blast them away with a hard stream of water And number four, cool season grasses like tall feds and bent grass Now's the time to be fertilizing those Grow as many roots as possible To precondition the grass for the upcoming Summer, summer heat and the stress And the temperatures with the heat So uh, we had a call DJ and Decatur a little while ago Asking about bent grass and centipede And I, I really didn't have a good answer for him So Travis and Ackworth, thanks for uh, Answering the call and, and letting us know So what what was the deal with um, a Landscaper not being able to do that
4: uh, So basically uh Centipede and St. Augustine require uh, organic treatments. Okay. And most companies aren't going to be able to treat it because the loadout that they take is for Bermuda, Zoysia, fescue. Yeah. Uh, so that they're not able to carry the amount of uh, fertilizer and whatnot required for centipede and St. Augustine because it's not as common. Of a grass.
2: Now, and, um, and I may say I'm yeah. ignorant in asking you this, Travis But what's the difference between centipede and bent grass, or is it a type of bent grass?
4: It's a type of bent grass okay. um, Centipede has shallow roots that travel along the surface a lot uh-huh. um, And where Bermuda or zoysia will have a deeper root system right. When they're applying the chemicals those chemicals absorb into the soil and get into the roots If the, the same chemicals are applied to something like centipede The roots are so close to the surface uh, That it has a negative effect on um, the centipede
2: Well, Travis, uh, go be, ahead and give your business a shout-out Thank you for sharing that knowledge
4: um, Well, the the only company that i found that will treat it is Simply Organic
2: Okay uh, Oh, Travis, I so appreciate that. DJ Indicator, Decatur, I hope you're listening. We got to go. We'll be back for hour two of green and growing. Stay tuned to 95.5 WSB.
1: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry,